All right, we got SEC women's hoops tonight. Angel Reese and number nine LSU taking on Mississippi we good. State. The action 7 Eastern on ESPN2. RC is fired up. Uh, just a quick look back at one of the craziest plays of the day yesterday. One of the craziest plays you'll ever see. Lamar Jackson with the completion to himself. Dan, could you have made that play? <laughs> I mean, I asked that rhetorically. It was obviously a rhetorical question. Giselle once said that yeah. Tom could not throw it and catch it. She was Apparently, right. Apparently, Lamar can. Yes, Lamar exactly right. Tom couldn't, yeah. but Lamar could in that situation. I thought he was going to score, to be honest with you. Bro, had he scored? Oh, my God. Oh, great oh, oh my goodness. All right, we are loaded up, folks. If you're just joining us here, top of the hour. We're on Get Up Here. We're presented by ESPN Bet. We are absolutely wall-to-wall on two epic championship games yesterday. I know you watched them. Let me take you through some of the biggest moments from the NFC game here. This is Lions and Niners. And this is one of these opportunities where, after a dominant first half, the Lions going forward on fourth and short. Yeah, I agree with the decision. It's a good job by Bosa forcing Goff to move. And Josh Reynolds, really good player, just got to make that catch. It's a drop and missed opportunity for Detroit. Yeah, two huge drops. Then, you know, every once in a while, RC, you need a little bit of luck. No one wins a championship without a little bit of luck. Here, Vildor doesn't make the play. Brandon Ayuk stays with the football. Extreme concentration. Big play for the Niners. Yeah, Ayuk makes that catch. Then he makes this one. And the Niners were very much on their way it's back. It's a great job on the route of patience to widen, open up the window. Purdy with a little pocket movement. Ball out. And then... Very next play, really. Like Detroit hands the ball off. There's a little bit of miscommunication, but 31 Gibson comes in and rips this football out right off the nose. That's what really creates that turnover. And look how easy this looks for McCaffrey as he punches it at a tie it at 24. Now here's the other fourth and short that they go for this. Instead of trying about a 48-yard field goal to tie the game with seven minutes left. Yeah, Armstead makes this play. Watch the middle of the pocket. There's a little two-man stunt game forces Jared Goff to move, no one open except for Reynolds on the backside. If it's protected, first down Detroit. Credit Armstead. The other way they go, RC, Elijah Mitchell punches it in for a 10-point lead. This game was all about physicality. Whenever it got down to the red zone, Elijah Mitchell with an exclamation point. Lions do get a late touchdown here. You saw it to Jamison Williams, but this was after they had to use one of their timeouts because they ran the ball on third down which means they had no choice but to go for an onside kick. And if they don't get it, the game is over. And they don't get it, so the game is over. There's George Kittle, you will see on the back end of this play, with the recovery that ices it. And so the 49ers are going back to the Super Bowl. The coach, Brad Campbell, with an unbelievable year, but a lot of questions at the end. You know, they were bleeding the clock out. That's what they do. Um, and I wanted to get the upper hand back, um, you know, and – it's easy hindsight, and I get it, you know. Um, I get that. But I don't regret those decisions. As a player, how do you factor in? Love it. Love it. Keep, keep us out there. Love it. We should convert. Okay. So because that's the topic here, let's start there. Once and for all, let's just get everybody, the, the, the whole world is, is deciding whether they agree with the way Dan Campbell coached the game or not yesterday. Just everybody on the record. Did you agree or disagree with Absolutely. the decision? Absolutely. Because, yeah, because this is not the first time we've come in here and the whole world has had to decide whether or not they agree with Dan Campbell's decisions. And you know what that says to me? Freaking consistency. Yeah. Dan Campbell has been this exact way since he took the job in Detroit. And it was his belief 
in this team when they only won three games, when they started one and six last year, that made this team start to believe in themselves. Yes, as Jared Goff steps up, if he doesn't throw the ball to the outside or to the right, maybe Josh Reynolds catches it. After the fact, we can all sit here and say what they could have, would have, or should have done. If you're a Detroit Lion, you're walking up to Dan Campbell, you're going to shake his hand as he sits at first class on that plane and say, thank you, coach. Mm -hmm. Because of you, because of your decisions, we are here and we appreciate you giving us an opportunity to decide whether or not we get an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. Rex, you agree or disagree with the decisions? Well, look, I mean, I agree that that Dan Campbell was going to be Dan Campbell. And look, no, I would have kicked the first one because I would have stayed up 17. Mm -hmm. But the difference is my teams would have played phenomenal defense. That's the difference. So I got to approach it differently. So I got to tell them, in all seriousness, though, Dan Campbell is so darn consistent. Right. And you know what? I love Dan Campbell. Why? He tells you the truth. When he's up there on the podium, he goes, no, they're going to bleed you. And In other words, he's got he's got to sit back and I got to do something to challenge this team. He, he realized they gifted him this game. Mm-hmm. That was the worst quarter I've ever seen a team play. They absolutely gifted him that 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 game. So to me, Dan Campbell, I appreciate him more than anything. And yeah, he was true to himself. He was the one that was consistent. Unfortunately, his players won. Okay, so they gifted him the game. Brock Purdy accepted the gift. Yeah. You know, we, we like the reactions and instincts that Brock Purdy showed with the game on the line, down, I can't just be reliant on the people necessarily around me or the scheme. Kyle Shanahan, difference maker. Clutch. Back-to-back weeks we've seen him against Green Bay last week. Got to have it. Get it done. Against Detroit, you're getting blown out at home. Got to have it. Get it done. And the clutch, the instincts, the throws on third down, these weren't easy throws that he made on third down. Let's, let's start with the out right at the bottom of the screen to Ayuk. Now it's press man. I have to go one, two, three, and hitch as a quarterback to give him a little extra time. This ball's coming out of his hands right now. Ayuk isn't even close to getting ready for it. Pinpoint placement on the sideline. That's a ballsy throw. That's a courageous throw. This throw is unreal. Okay, third down, second half. He's going to scramble. It's man-to-man. No one's open. I want everyone to pay attention to instincts and just the sense. He sees Jennings there. Not only does he see Jennings, he sees Campbell running. If he throws this ball on a line or firm, Campbell's going to pick it off. I think he floats it over Campbell on purpose. Unbelievable catch by Jennings. So those are two plays with his legs that absolutely show up in decision-making and in, uh, decision-making and ball plays and wise. Never underestimate your ability to not throw the football. Goes to throw the ball, it's not there, takes off with his legs. That's another conversion on second down. First and 10, edge pressure. This is Joe Burrow-like to me. Two hands on the football, two hands on the football, get away from it, eyes downfield, another big completion third quarter, late in that third quarter. Again, the use of his legs. Second and six, goes to throw it to McCaffrey. Not there. Tuck, instincts, natural reaction, go use your legs. And then the third and four, absolutely spectacular with him. Again, using, I just, the clutch play. Hembo sent me this stat. He's had 10 possessions in the second half in the last two games. Down. Mm -hmm. Scored an eight of them. Right. He was five of five yesterday. On the screen, yep. It's crazy. that, That is... That's, that's difference-making quarterback. He's not in that top three, four group. This playoffs tells us but I think, not but, 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 but I think, but I think that's the is. I think that's the thing, though, right? Like, you, you have to take advantage of opportunities. You have to take advantage of moments. So much has been 
perfect. So much has been ideal yeah. for Brock Purdy. And up to this point, or at least up until the fourth quarter last week, when things weren't ideal, he didn't play with that same precision. Now, that's what we could say for many quarterbacks, sure. right? Except for the ones who do ascend into that top tier. But the problem is, we don't want to see you ascend into the top tier week 16. I don't want to see that happen week 14. I want to see it in the divisional round of the playoff yep. in the second in the second part of the fourth quarter when you have to find a way to win against the Green Bay Packers and you can go six for seven. I want yep. to see it in the second half of the, the NFC championship game when I have to see what you're made of. And it was some of the off-schedule stuff to me. It was some of the stuff that didn't make RG3 rookie of the year. Some of the stuff that didn't make Matt Ryan an MVP. Some of the stuff that didn't take Jimmy Garoppolo to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I've seen Kyle Shanahan do that. I've seen Christian McCaffrey be an All-Pro. Debo Samuel be an All-Pro. I've seen George Kittle be a Pro Bowler. I know Brandon Ayuk is a first-round draft pick. Yeah. What happens when all of those things aren't working? What happens when you're down 17? That's the question we ask of Dak Prescott. Sure. That's the question we ask when of Tua Tagovailoa. And what we saw from Brock Purdy yesterday is when he has to depend on him. He trusts that. All of those plays you showed were Brock Purdy trusting himself, whether it's his decision-making, his arm, or his legs. And when you can do that, you now put yourself in the pantheon of players that are not just yeah. game changers. Yeah. They're difference makers yes. that you win because of. Yes. That's fine. All that is fine. Brock Purdy played great in the second half. The opportunity was presented to him to steal a game, and he did it, so I give him all the credit in the world. But at the end of the day, that was not a game that Brock Purdy won. That was a game the Lions lost. Right. That must be said. Green. Listen. They're up 24 to 7, Dan. They have two touchdowns wide open that they miss. They, ha they have uh, the fumble by Gibbs, which absolutely changes the momentum of the game. Two killer drops by Josh Reynolds. They eschew two field goals, whether you want to say it's consistent decisions or whatever. Those are points they leave on the board. And then on third down and a minute and five left in the game, they run it so they don't have three timeouts left to try and play defense at the very end of the game. You don't win a game 20 when you're down 24 to 7 without the other team contributing. And there is no way in the world you're going to tell me the Niners won that game more than the Lions nobody, lost it. Greeny, yeah, nobody loses a game without doing something to lose a game. Right. right. right? Nobody walks <laughs> off of the field and the other team scores more points than them and they go watch film and when they finish watching film everybody grades out 100. RC. Or they every got, coach feels like they did everything right. That's not how it happened. They yes. dominated the first yes. half of yes. that 100%. So thoroughly and then gave and it the other team And the other team dominated, dominated the, the second half. half. Oh, That's why not. you play two halves. They, listen, you got to take advantage. RC is 100% right. Yes, Detroit goes for it two different occasions on fourth down and doesn't convert. But you got to go do something with it. Everyone's pointing out that the fumble by Gibbs was because it was of the Gibson. It was Gibson coming in to rip it away. To sit here and say that Brock Purdy didn't go win that game is completely Dan, inaccurate. I'm not suggesting he didn't play great. I'm saying he wouldn't have been able to if the Lions don't gift it to him. Where was the great defense on the Josh well, Reynolds drop on the third down on the cross? But, but Where was the great defense when Jamal And when the tight end both, Laporta is wide both, open up the yeah. right side. Greeny, but that's I, football. Yes. Right, Greeny, that's why people Gosh, that's I, why I, people, I gotta but say if you're going to beat that team and yep. they're building on the road in, a, in an NFC championship no game, you don't go in there and do that. Go ahead. You're down 24-7. Right. Very few quarterbacks are going to bring you back 
in the NFC Championship down 24-7. We're not and, having and, the same argument. Right, Green, but I got to downplay Purdy. Green, it's not that, too. It's not about downplaying Purdy. Let's think about some of the plays that we watched a guy like Fred Warner make. Let's think about some of the plays yes, was that we walked to watch. And also, too, think the, the Debo Samuel effect is something that we aren't talking about. Yeah. We aren't talking about the jet sweep in the red zone. We aren't talking about the dagger early on in the third, in the third quarter. There were plays that the San Francisco 49ers made, and that's the game. When you assemble a team and Josh Reynolds is the guy you're going to be throwing to and the other team is throwing the ball to Debo Samuel, you might lose. Yeah, but in all due, in all due respect, all right, if a kid intercepts the pass, all right, that he sure. should have, he sure. can't have better coverage than he, than he sure. did. If he intercepts the pass, that has nothing to do with how great Brock Purdy is. It threw a flag, though. Right? It was passing the yeah, already. No, there's no way the in hell that – There's no way in hell that – You can't Maybe cover it any better than hadn't caught it. Yeah. I mean, if they would have called it, it would have been absolutely atrocious call. You know it and I know it. The kid – I mean, phenomenal coverage. Sure. All right, that play right there, difference in the game. If you don't fumble the ball, could, could that be? I don't know. If, if Josh Reynolds catches the football yes. on the fourth down, game over. Yes. Game over. Yes. And I that's agree. it. That's why you gifted him that. I agree. You absolutely gifted him. And I got to sit back and say. yelling at him. This. I just said no, the same thing. No, but I'm saying it. And I agree. And that's why I'm saying, yes, of course you got to you got to take advantage of when you get it. But you got you got it gifted to you. Because I'm going to also tell you something. You had your ass handed to you in the first half. Yes. You gave up 300 yards. They, that was the best offensive game plan ever. And unfortunately, we're not going to see the best offense in the league because Detroit has it. All right. They couldn't get back in rhythm. Why? Because they had the fumble, they had they have the drops, they had a, a couple uncharacteristic things. And I'm going to tell you something. This is the most devastating loss, I mean, of all time. Because I'm, I, I've lost three championship games. You know what you get when you lose a championship Not game? Not a dang thing? Not a dang thing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. This will haunt you for the rest of your life. Mm. And I'm telling you, because I, I get it. I can remember every damn one of those losses. Everything about plays. That's what it means to this football team, to Dan Campbell, to all his coaches, to every, every one of the players. They're going to be with them forever. And that's what you, you're going to react two different ways. You're going to let it just kill you. Or you're going to sit back and say, I'll be damned if that happens again. Mm. Every guy, really well said. Every game to, is yeah. lost. Yeah, yeah. Let's leave it there for a moment. We'll come back and we'll do this. Every game is lost, and yesterday the Lions lost theirs. Uh, we'll take a quick timeout here. We'll come back. We'll do the AFC as we go. Mahomes going back to the Super Bowl. What do we say about him and Kelsey and Andy Reid today? And then on the other side, we really haven't had much time to dive into what happened to the Ravens and their star quarterback. Was this their best chance? So much to be said, and we will say it all next. You're watching Get Up on ESPN. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. 
Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We continue live. Get up here. We're live, as always, from the seaport. We're brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. We're debating the NFC side. How about the AFC side? Kansas City back to the Super Bowl. Playing press on the outside. Mahomes will throw it. In the pocket, he's launching one long. Marquez Valdez, Scantling, catches the ball at the Raven 30 on his backside. And you can doubt the Chiefs. You can dislike the Chiefs. You can disrespect the Chiefs. You're going to have to deal with the Chiefs being the AFC champions for the fourth time in five seasons. The Chiefs have the Lamar Hunt trophy, and they're taking it to Vegas for Super Bowl 58. I took both these games so rich with storylines, it's almost impossible to get everything in today that I would like to. But, Rex, something you said earlier this morning that we really didn't have a chance to expand upon. You significantly questioned the Ravens' game plan in this game. Why? What was it they did that you didn't like? Yeah, offensively, that is. Um, they decided that they were a different team. Like, <laughs> like this to me, RC and I talked about it uh, before today, and we were like, this was the best Raven team I think we had ever seen. All right, why? Because they were balanced. Great offense, great defense, great special teams. What happened? Why did you all of a sudden decide you were going to, you know, be a drop back 82% of the time? Drop back pass. That's not Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. That's Lamar Jackson. All right, and to me, you've led the, the NFL in rushing attempts. All right, like 32 rushing attempts per game. You gave six rushing attempts to your running backs why my question is why it's not how oh the defense lined up i don't care i don't care punch a hole through them like you you let them dictate the style of play yeah. and to you shame on you ravens worst offensive game plan worst offensive performance of the playoffs it, it was a disaster for baltimore 
And I completely agree of, because the way that the Chiefs play defense, you do have to tip your cap to Spags, but they play with speed on the field. And Baltimore is built to play with power, with their tight ends and with Ricard. They did it once. Remember after the fourth down run by Lamar, he pops it early on in the game. The very next play, they got into big people personnel. They ran power, and they gutted them for like 20 yards. And I thought that was going to be the game plan from that on, and they just didn't do it. It's a complete flop by Baltimore offensively. And they, the, the most, like, shocking part of it all for me was the six runs to the run. One of them were on second down. We just saw Hembo pop that stat of how, what they were on third down. I think he was one of six or one of seven on third down. They ran the ball once on second down. A complete, um, like, disastrous performance on second down when it came to plan. They played – RC, if we talked, Rex, if we talked and we said, what's the one thing – you can't do Baltimore offensively in this game that you can't get into. What would we have said? Yeah, one-dimensional play. You can't just throw it all over the place. It, to get into third down in obvious passing situations no. was the one thing Absolutely. you could not do. And they played right into the hands of Kansas City. And also the, the barrage of penalties, of the care. Four. Uh, yeah, of, of the not smart variety. Which word I'm looking for, overly aggressive a variety and and the Zay Flowers fumble obviously which changes yeah, the entire I, I, game I, I, so I many of those I don't think I don't like some of those penalties are ah, right like the the Van Noy penalty on Travis Kelsey I don't like that right. like the the taunting penalty on Zay Flowers I don't love that either and so like there were some of those penalties that to me were questionable, but it's not just about the penalties. It's about the composure in which you play the entire game. It is about Clowney lowering his head and hitting Patrick Mahomes in the pocket. Pierce with the left hook to the head, giving them opportunities to move the football and make plays, score points. It's also when you look at a Todd Munkin and a Lamar Jackson, it was like one job, one guy was trying to prove why he had a job, and the other guy was trying to prove how he can win a football game in a different way than people think he can. Mm. And neither one of them needed to prove that. They both needed to find a way together to go win games. If you go back to early on this season, I felt like when Todd Munkin and Lamar Jackson were trying to find their way, this is what the offense looked like. It didn't have a true identity. They weren't things that you could hang your hat on. But for the last 12 weeks of the season, it felt like they understood who they were. And who they were were a team that could run the football out of 11 personnel, a team that could go big and put Ricard on the field and pound the football, and a quarterback that was not only making the right decision, but hurting you when he made those decisions, whether with his arm or with his leg. To me, it felt like this team was pressing. It felt like this team didn't believe it should be there, and if it was there, they had to prove to you why they belonged. And Uh -uh. when you watch a team play like that, that lets me know that they weren't ready for the moment, but the Kansas City Chiefs were. I see. I was just going to say panic. It felt like... They watched Kansas City march down the field on their first two drives and panic mode went set in. And the thing that we talked about with this Baltimore Ravens offense that was different than 2019 was we believed they could win multiple ways. How did you want us to play offensively? If we needed to pound the run, we could. If we needed to spread you out and go spread run, we could. If we needed to go under center play action, we could. And it was like they watched that Kansas City offense drive down the field in their first two drives. They score 14 points, and all of a sudden it was like, "Uh uh-oh, we're not going to be able to stop them. The reality was that defense settled in. And the reality was that they held that offense in Kansas City in in check most of the game. But they tried to chase those points from that moment on. And and that's where the the lack of – and, R.C., I think your point of Todd Monken – 
trying to prove like how he was going to be the difference and then Lamar trying to prove like no I could I could do this from the pocket became an issue because they were countering styles that in essence like hurt this football team in a way that we had not seen and and also too though man like just look at the difference in the two sidelines and the two teams there was there was a level of of arrogance and confidence that was oozing from the Kansas City They knew who they were. From the beginning of the game. It was like, whether we lose or we win, we're going to do it this way. And I didn't feel like the Baltimore Ravens had that. They're still trying to find their championship stride where the Kansas City Chiefs already had. Okay, we have to get to those champs then. Coming up next, is it time to say Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback ever? What does he have to do to catch Tom Brady? We'll talk about what he's done this year. It may be... His greatest run of all time. And speaking of great runs, here we go, Rex. Head-to-head with Hembo. Patrick Mahomes. Come on, Rex. About to become the eighth quarterback to start four Super Bowls. Who was the first to do it? It's not as obvious as you think it is. The answer is next. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to Get Up. We are presented by ESPN Bet. I see a confident look on the face of Rex Ryan as Patrick Mahomes advances to his fourth Super Bowl. He will become the eighth quarterback to start at least four Super Bowl games. Rex who was the first quarterback to start for? Well, Greeny, you talk about that confident look, all right? Come on, Rex. I feel like I'm up 17 at halftime. Okay. That didn't work out so well for the it Lions did yesterday. not. I've had a horrendous week. Yeah. If I miss this, it just top it off. But you know what's funny? I'm looking at this. And the first thing you think about who wins is it now, but you got to look at the other thing. So this is not my final answer. <laughs> so I'm thinking, well, the Minnesota Vikings lost four Super Bowls, mm-hmm. but I don't think Fran Tarkenton played in all four of those. Mm-hmm. Roger Staubach. Roger Staubach is correct. Whoa. Roger Staubach is right. Damn. Roger Staubach oh, is, it is Roger correct. Roger Staubach? Yeah. You know I, what? Yeah. I had a horrible weekend, but you know what I, I didn't do? I didn't blow the dang lead. I own you, my friend. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I'll Terrible admit. week. 
I went, still own you. I went Terry Bradshaw, so yeah, I, I, I did wrong. I think that's who he wanted you to guess. Oh, I think well, Emma I was trying to sucker you into guessing I Terry Bradshaw. I think he was trying to sucker me into Fran Tarkenton. I, that's what I thought. One I way or another. But in the end, he was the sucker because you got it right. Amen, Roger Staubach, well done. Okay, let's oh, oh, segue oh, oh, right oh, here. RC is here. It is time to explain the tweets. No time to waste with an open. Let's start with Brock Purdy. Yep. Here we go. RC's tweet. Brock Purdy did his thing. No hate at all. Dude put the squad on his back. Won't hear nothing but good for me. Sometimes you just got to show a mother bleep. RC, explain. I didn't think that. you had to bleep that greedy. That's why oh. I wrote it that way. Okay, I, well, I don't. I, you know what? Bro- Last week, I asked to see more from Brock Purdy. I wanted to see Brock Purdy play above the X's and O's. I wanted to know what it looked like when things weren't ideal. And we saw exactly what this young man could do against Jared Goff, a guy that had already been to a Super Bowl under immense pressure. He made everything. Every single play that his team needed him to make. And the thing I loved about it was that every time they scanned to his people, they were sitting in the stands. They was not in the suite with Taylor Swift. And so for me, I love the fact that this is a guy that goes for Mr. Irrelevant. Yes, I know San Fran fans. Y'all were like, oh, he's done this, he's done that, he's done this. But I love the way that this young man played in the second half when his team was done. Fair enough. Look, he got the the job done when they needed him to get it done. Next tweet. Steve Spagnuolo is the best big game defensive coordinator of our time. Salute to him. He's done it against the greatest, the best, and most dominant. He's made them all look human, average, and amateur. He's that dude. This defense was lights out. I mean, you look at Steve Spagnuolo and what he was able to do with the New York Giants playing against the undefeated New England Patriots. That was supposed to be a pass game that no one could stop. And now you go up against the MVP, a team that's rolling in their own home, and you find not only a way to put pressure on Lamar Jackson, but to make Lamar Lamar Jackson forget that he's Lamar Jackson for Todd Monkey to think that he was back in Georgia and not at MNT Stadium the Kansas City Chiefs were all over the field all over this offense yesterday and a credit to Steve Spagnola. he may not have done what he wanted to as a head coach but as a defensive coordinator he is one of the game's best and even a guy like Rex understands what it's like to coach in these big games Rex said it earlier today yeah. he, he may have been the MVP or MVP C or whatever you want to say MVP. Of the entire day in the NFL yesterday of Steve Spagnuolo. And if it wasn't him, it was Patrick Mahomes. Next tweet. Patrick Mahomes retires today. He's the best I've ever seen, and there's no conversation. He goes into the hall with no vote. It's almost become laughable. We should probably stop critiquing regular season woes and struggles. Just wait until championship weekend and watch then. I mean, are, we, are we just not? I'm tired of it, right? Because I'm always like, hey, I'm going to bet against Patrick Mahomes. People are hurt. The tackles suck. The wide receivers <laughs> can't catch the ball. Patrick got to lose now, huh? Oh, wait. He's on the road. This is our chance. Patrick's is going to lose. No, he's not. After the wild card game, I tweeted, I was like, you know what? The Kansas City Chiefs could fool around and win this because they have Patrick Mahomes and a good defense. But the main part was that they have Patrick Mahomes. When you watch this dude execute yesterday against a Baltimore Ravens defense that's one of the best we've seen in the last decade, it was absolutely phenomenal. And what I love about him now is he understands how to take his foot off of the gas to put his team in the best position to win. The evolution of Patrick Mahomes has been phenomenal because he went from being the best player in the world one way 
to continuing to be the best player in the world in a different way by becoming a better leader. I he, think it's amazing. He's now played six playoff games between last year and this year. He's 6-0 and in them, and he has not thrown a single interception. Now, of course, Tom Brady is the GOAT, and he deserves to be recognized as such. He did it for so long, and that is part of the conversation. Longevity definitely plays a part in the GOAT conversation. But if you look at the relative positions where these guys were at the same times in their career, Patrick Mahomes is very much on his way to making a legitimate run at being the greatest of all time. You see, if nothing else, the numbers of passing yards and all that kind of stuff. Explain the quarterback piece of this. Because what Mahomes does, just to my eye, better than anyone I've ever seen, is he can do the spectacular but he can do it without making the big mistake. It's a, Aaron Rodgers had that, but this is the yeah. next level of that. He never makes the big mistake. He never throws the interception. He's the best game manager in the sport, and he makes plays I've never seen anyone else make. Patrick Mahomes is the biggest rule breaker in, in the history of the position. <laughs> he, he does so many things that, as a quarterback, really from the first time you start learning about how to play the position, you get taught don't do, and he does it more consistently and better than anybody ever. And that's why he's the rule breaker. Greeny, he has changed the way that the NFL looks at the position and changes the way the NFL kind of values the position. I also think that when you look at yesterday's game, the game plan again was spectacular by Andy Reid and Matt Nagy, four strong. Four people to one side of the formation. They're flooding the formation. And they did it in a multitude of ways. The condensed bunch with the RPO. They fake the ball. They lead with two blockers out front. They kick the ball to somebody on first and ten. And now we've got people two on two blocking out in front. So you see that four strong condensed bunch RPO. Okay, so can we do it in a different way? We start an empty. Now we're going to motion Pacheco. Last time it was bunched down that four strong. This time it's a spread out four strong. You motion Pacheco. You vertically stress people. You horizontally stress people. And then you continue to allow protection with your tackles to get help. And then this is easy for Patrick. He sees that defender widen. He sees the defender drift off. Ball out. This is what RC was talking about, the leadership. This is what you were talking about, the game management. Now this is just a set formation. Four strong. No motion. We've got a huge moment in the game where everybody, all 11, are within eight or nine at the line of scrimmage, and they're really trying to double-team somebody. Like, is Kelsey getting double-teamed? Is Rice getting double-teamed? That safety's just got vision on it. And then Patrick Mahomes just floats that ball up over to MVS. So, like, multiple ways that they got into that four-strong formation are really the story of the game outside of Patrick and Travis Kelsey's, especially in the first half, Connection. Rex, you were an all-time great defensive coach yourself. You coached against Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, the best quarterbacks of of their era. How do you, as as you envision what it would be like to coach against this guy? I mean, where how does he measure up with those guys? Thank God I'm sitting here. Because <laughs> there's I, I I can tell you this. You know, you guys are right. Like from a physical standpoint, nobody close to this guy yeah. ever. His mobility, yeah. the, the way he can throw from different angles and all that, the way he can, <clears throat> can look the defenses off, it's crazy. We've never seen anything like it. And by the way, you talked about the best game manager of all time, mm. as if that's a negative. Like, people look at that right. as negative. No, that's the best thing you can say about a guy. He doesn't put his team at risk. And I look at it this way, too. Look, not only has he not thrown interceptions like the last six games, all right, the last two years in the, in the postseason. All right. He's taken five sacks. He refuses to take a negative play. 
He doesn't put his team at risk. And that's maybe the greatest thing. Like he, he's going to make plays and then he's going to, he's not going to let you put him in a negative yeah. situation. It's crazy. The, how good the, he is. the last play to me is truly a microcosm of the evolution of Patrick Mahomes. When Dan shows you that play, they're trying to double, right? So you're trying to figure out, is it gonna be a double on Travis Kelsey or is it gonna be a double on Rasheed Rice who has emerged as his number one receiver outside? So Patrick Mahomes is in the pocket and Marquez Valdez-Scantling becomes the right guy to throw the football to. Correct. Other quarterbacks think players over the right decision. Oh, I have to give it to Patrick. Maybe I'll throw it here on the dump off, see if he can get yards after the catch. I'm the best quarterback in the world. Maybe I could fit it in to the double team to Rasheed Rice. He doesn't make those decisions. He goes to a guy that literally lost a game for this team this year, mm -hmm. that he continued to back, he continued to support, and he continued to throw the football to. And it was the right decision, but also look at the throw. Look how relaxed oh. Patrick Mahomes is in the pocket. He didn't aim this football. Patrick Mahomes wasn't scared that he was going to miss this throw. Yeah. He knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that I could throw this football in between the two ones, and all he's going to have to do is catch it. And I think for Patrick Mahomes, this is a defining moment of his career, not just because you go on the road and beat the MVP or the number one defense, but because you do it in a way that's different from how you came into the NFL. Yeah. That's what growth is about. He's become a quarterback that, like, chokes you out. Like, he's inevitable in many ways. Like Thanos. Yeah, yes, he is just inevitable. And, and he did it, again, we talk about them being vulnerable, certainly less offense than he's had. Their defense was, this is the best defense that he has had, defense. I think, during his Absolutely. Night. They've given up yep. 41 points in three playoff games. All right, as we continue, the title match is now set. 49ers, Chiefs, Orlovsky's got tape. This should be an elite quarterback battle, and you'll see exactly why next. Welcome back to Get Up. We are presented by ESPN Bet, and the Super Bowl is all set. We will have the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Those teams met not long ago. Mahomes against Brock Purdy is a fascinating matchup, and Dan has two plays that help decide how these teams got there. Clutch by each player to de determine if his team was going to win or not. So Brock Purdy, this is third and four, fourth quarter of game, okay? So you're going to get this wide receiver to go in motion. Once that wide receiver goes in motion, okay, and that defender follows, we automatically know man coverage. Okay, now I love the call by Kyle Shanahan. He's got both Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. He's trying to hide those guys and create. They're going to send Debo on a choice route and McCaffrey on a rail route versus man coverage. It's a fantastic call. Now Brock Purdy drops back to pass. Let's credit Detroit. Detroit's got everybody mugged up. Man to man. Man-to-man, man-to-man. Nobody is open. This is not ideal. The scheme got no one open here. Brock Purdy takes off, and it becomes a foot race with Anzalone. There's two things that stand out when it comes to the decision-making, and this is what reminds me of Joe Burrow when it comes to Brock Purdy in this situation. As the motion goes, it's man coverage. He knows who he wants to get the football to. No one's open. So this in this moment, right there. He feels that from Hutchinson, squeeze the pocket. Reaction, I got to take off, okay? Now here's what matters. 
Two hands on the football in this moment are spectacular. That's Joe Burrow-like. I have to protect the football, get myself out of trouble, and then I love the fact that he gets it back into one hand to become an athlete to run away from Anzalone. Third and four, 21-yard gain, huge moment. Now let's go to Patrick Mahomes and basically the game sealer to MVS. Here's the play. You got Rasheed Rice, who's going to be running a deep cross route right here, okay? And then he's got in, like an inside cross and or post route. Kelsey's going to chip and check down. They got all 11 guys on the defense within eight or nine yards of the football. This safety in the middle field is everything. As the ball gets snapped, you're going to see he has vision here and then Hamilton backside. They're trying to double team Rasheed Rice while also paying attention to Travis Kelsey. Mahomes sees that double team, drifts and throw. You have to see this throw from the back angle to appreciate what a special play it is by Patrick Mahomes. Now watch that safety. Again, that ball is going to get snapped, and that safety is going to double team Rice right there. Once he sees that Rice is getting double teamed, Patrick goes, okay, I got to make this throw over the top. Now here's the most important part of the throw. I want to bring it back to the all-22 angle. If he throws this ball with this flat route for MVS, it's going to get picked off. Because that trailing defender, like if Patrick throws this ball to bleed him, that trailing defender right here is going to be able to do what we call undercut and pick the ball off. He has to throw this ball with that trajectory up over the top to make it perfect with that trailing man coverage underneath. He sees the safety. This is great field by Patrick. Now the throw is spectacular. You see, look at, look, look at, mm. look at that. Back I mean, foot. that's fading off of your back foot. And this is this athletic flick of the wrist. To get that, that's the type of trajectory that's needed because, again, if that ball is flat, that ball's gonna get picked off by Millette, and the Ravens are gonna have a chance. So you see Brock Purdy in the, the reactions and the instincts as a runner, and then you see the ability for Patrick to see that double team and make that throw up over the top, perfect to MVS. Let me get Rex and RC in here to have the conversation so we can get our first look ahead to the Super Bowl. And again, we will see these two quarterbacks, one who is on his way to being the greatest of all time, the other who was Mr. Irrelevant. Dan, what is your first impression of the Super Bowl? That, that it's greatness on greatness. And here's this. I, I've picked against Patrick twice. Last year's Super Bowl, I thought the Ravens <laughs> would, would, would win this past weekend. I ain't doing it again. And I, I think if Patrick wins this, he gets the three. I've always said that to get into the GOAT conversation with Brady in people's public narrative, He's got to get five. He's the greatest player that I've ever seen, but this would get him three and well on his way to getting into that combo. Rex, what's your first impression of the Super Bowl? Uh, I, I just think Patrick Mahomes against this 49er defense. Look, if, if I can sit back and watch TV and tell you what coverage they're in, what's Patrick Mahomes going to be able to do? going to be like, what? Hey, it's cover four. We're going here. It's cover three. It's like, it's going to be an awesome display by Patrick Mahomes. Mark it down. Watch what happens. RC, how about you? I think the thing I'm most excited about is Tom Brady's heir apparent as the greatest of all time, facing the guy whose career most resembles Tom Brady. You think about Patrick Mahomes and all that he's accomplished with his talent, with his intelligence, the things he's been able to acquire since becoming a pro, but also Brock Purdy in only his second year, much like Tom Brady, leading his team to the Super Bowl in what seems like insurmountable circumstances. And now he gets an opportunity to not only see me himself as the franchise quarterback, but as a guy going forward that could be one of the best in the league. He still hasn't lost a playoff game that he finished. And as we look at where this game sits right now at ESPN Bet, the Niners right now are a one-point favorite. This game opened at two and a half. Just that quickly, it got bet down to one. 
The over-under is 47-and-a-half. Mahomes is 3-0 in his career against San Francisco. Each game has combined for at least 50 points between these two. Why is Dan smiling that way at Because I'm, I'm stupid. One, I'm not that stupid to bet against him three times. I, he's too good of a player. He just went against the best defense in the last 10 years and comfortably gave his team a 10-point lead like that. And I think that this game is going to you're, – you're going to see Kelsey – and those tight ends have a big pass-catching day against San Francisco's defense, I, I just think Patrick Mahomes is that great. What happened? How did the 49ers become so mortal? There was a moment in time when I was referring to this year's playoffs as the San Francisco Invitational. Yeah. They were humiliating the best teams in the league when they went head-to-head with them. Now, all of a sudden, they barely get past a Green Bay team. They need a late drive. They barely get through well, yesterday after come from 17 down. Yeah, I think, I think if you watch the game, like, it, it's football. Right, teams are understanding the way that you can run the football on them, how you can attack those zones. They're starting to get film. And also, every now and then, it takes people to see you get punched in the mouth by other people in order to stand up to you. And so you saw those three mm-hmm. games, the Cleveland, the Minnesotas, the, the Cincinnati Bengals, also the Baltimore Ravens That's late the in the one. season. Yeah. And now teams are saying, okay, if we could be physical with the San Francisco 49ers, we could stay on the field with them and find ways to win. Yeah, absolutely. I think the reason – San Fran's probably favored in this game is because their offense is so good. And if Kansas City has some a little vulnerability on their defense, it's being able to stop the run that uh, apparently Baltimore forgot you're allowed to do. Like so, to me, that's what it is. And uh, RC, your point, like people like this defense. I'm sorry, it's not as good as you think. It's not this Niner defense, but their offense certainly is. Yeah. And and to me, it's going to be a heck of a game. I mean, I can't wait to watch. The, the San Francisco defense has a lot of names you know, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that maybe but, that's what but, we expected but, to be but, so but good. When you look at their front four, they assembled sort of the Avengers of pass rushers, but they're like the Care Bears of run stoppers, <laughs> right? And so I think that's like right. that's what we're it's learning. That's what we're learning as the season is going along, but Rex knows this, Dan knows this. It's about that day. It's about which team shows up schematically prepared and executes in that moment. And we know the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be ready. How ready will Kyle Shanahan have the Niners? So the better defense in this game is the Chiefs defense. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. Okay, so I, I, don't, I don't think it's all that close. I think the Chiefs defense is going to do what Detroit was really capable of doing for a great majority of the game, shut down the run and play tight man coverage. And I think that's advantage Kansas City. And then with the, the style of defense that San Francisco plays, this is going to be a high-volume, high-completion yep. game for Patrick Mahomes. How are you going to pick against Mahomes in a game where you think not he has the better defense no. on the field? But that's my point. Yeah. Is yesterday we thought the Ravens' defense was the better, de- as good as Kansas City has been. We thought Baltimore was a, the best defense but this on is the a, field. This is a big Christian McCaffrey game. The one thing yeah. that stood out to me from him recently, but especially yesterday, was physicality, Mm. right? We know how skilled he is, how explosive he could be, but when you watched him break tackles and set the tone against guys like Jack Campbell and Alex Anzalone, I thought that was a huge part of what sort of got this offense going. It's his first Super Bowl, too, by the way. We think about this as almost being the same team that came was there a few years ago substituting Brock Purdy for Garoppolo, but that team didn't have Christian McCaffrey. No, that's exactly right. Christian McCaffrey, though, I mean, to me, you're right. He is physical. 
Great equalizer in this matchup. All right. Uh, we will uh, continue here in just a moment. we got to get you set for first take. They're getting ready. You know that they're licking their chops to get started. How much of the Lions collapses on Dan Campbell? Would you rather have Mahomes or Brady for one game? That's what they're into and more. Molly, Stephen A., Shannon, R.C., Orlovsky, and more. Top of the hour on ESPN. Get Up is presented by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. And don't miss our big Monday doubleheader tonight. We got Duke, we got Virginia Tech, and that's followed by Houston and Texas. Okay, it's not a Monday if we don't finish it up with a joke. Take it away. Come on, Daniel. All right, yesterday I convinced my wife that I could make a car out of spaghetti. Car out of spaghetti. Wow. You should have seen her face when I drove pasta. <laughs> <laughs> Go do first take, man. I'm not laughing. Drove that, was brutal. that was terrible. First day. <laughs> did all that great analysis to finish like that. You ought to be ashamed of your dang self. <laughs>